I'm Richard van der Berg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central episode 162 for the weekend starting 15 December 2016. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, the home of South Africa's best technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, it's our year-end roundup. That's right, Tech Central's best of 2016, best smartphone, biggest news stories, and our winner and loser of the year. Who will it be? Oh yeah, let's see. Let's kick up some dust for the last time in 2016. Welcome to the show, our last show of the year. How's it, Rafa? How's it, Duncan? Can you believe we are midway through December? It's unbelievable. Holidays imminent. This year has just vanished. It, it felt like it happened a couple of weeks ago. It was winter, and now it's the end of the year. Yeah, no, we, yeah. I'm not. My mind isn't ready for it. I don't know no, what's it's wrong. It's crazy. Either. It's like there should be a few more months before Christmas gets here. <laughs> it snuck up on us. It snuck up on us. But well, um, if I didn't have enough downtime to really appreciate the start of December, yeah. I remember coming from the publishing industry, you'd always have this week or two break before yes. everybody else goes on holiday. Which yes, is great. Yeah. What's that? No, indeed. Everything's online now, so yeah. never it ends. never stops. <laughs> yeah. It never stops. We'll, of course, be going a bit quieter on Tech Central from next week, um, just by virtue of the fact that the, the industry's on holiday and uh, things are a bit quieter. So we'll still be publishing uh, up to Christmas, but uh, the volume will probably taper off a little bit, and then uh, we'll take some uh, much-needed leave between Christmas and New Year, mm. and then back, back early in the New Year. With, and then uh, a week with, later, we're back into the grind of back things. Back into That's the grind. Scary. Before you know it, it's Christmas again. Yeah. <laughs> 2017. Yeah, and we'll be doing a year in special. <laughs> but uh, let's get this one out of the way first. And um, I think we'll start with our biggest uh, news stories of the year. And we've broken this down into um, two categories, South Africa and international. So I think let's let's get started with uh, the, the big uh, local news stories of the year. And before, before we start, I should say, Rechard and I went away separately um, before we were recording the show and came up with, uh, independently came up with what mm-hmm. we thought were the biggest stories of the year. We picked our best phones of the year. We did not compare notes so uh, um, I've in fact seen his list now just a few minutes before we started recording for the first time so let, let's get it started off um, Rechard what have you picked as your your, your big uh, news stories of, of this year so the local news stories for me was out of doubt and, and kind of not in any order but uh, here they go telecoms um, disrupting the market with the free me product well, that's a great story that I mean, was a great story I mean I that yeah. was back in June or July now, and yes. uh, the, the, the free me tariffs really had a big impact. And we, I think we're starting to see the flow through into telecoms numbers that they lost set of results. Yeah. Uh, the mobile business is, is very definitely um, moving solidly into profitability now, but they've also gained a lot of customers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that trend is likely to continue because those free me offers really are good. And I mean, it's the one story that I remember a lot of people telling me, I mean, there's been a lot of good pricing and a lot of, you know, kind of good deals this year, but mm. it's the one consistent thing that people have been speaking to me about uh, the fact that a lot of them have moved over to Telcom on these mm. packages it's, mm. it's interesting the second story on my list um, is and, and we couldn't have missed this the SABC disaster oh yes it's on, my, it's on my list too yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean it what, can, what more can we say that hasn't been said? But we will talk a bit about that a little later. And then the last uh, story that I thought uh, in terms of uh, the local is, um, I mean, even though it's an international story, but uh, iPhone dropping the headphone port, that saga. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it a saga? I mean, the tech uh, media made a big deal out did. of it. But does the rest, do ordinary people really care? Uh, uh, Look, unless you like dongles, uh, I've spoken to a few people that do. Yeah, not like dongles, yeah. and they I have the same issues with the iPhone Seven. I've played with mm. it for a bit, 
Um, it's nice, but yeah, mm. it's, it was it was an interesting story and something you know coming mm. from Apple. I didn't think, uh, or, or I didn't realize it would make such a big headline yes. uh, throughout the year. What worries me more is that the that uh, other manufacturers tend to follow Apple's lead on these things. We saw it with uh, the move from uh, different or the move to different types of smaller SIM cards, mm. Mm. and uh, that was really frustrating. I, I think it seems the industry is now standardized on the Nano SIM. Let's yeah. hope it doesn't change again. Um, but unfortunately, I think that uh, and we've already seen it with the with the Lenovo Moto Z, mm. um, and the rumor is that the Samsung Galaxy S8 will also not have a headphone jack. Uh, it's really not moving in the right direction, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, look, I mean, the technology around it needs to improve definitely. Um, and once and until it does, you know, we're going to have to deal with the dongles. Yeah, the, the biggest problem, for, one of the problems for me, is not, is not just the the fact of the inconvenience, but also the fact that um, you're not replacing. Um, an industry standard uh, um, mm. uh, port with something that's proprietary and something that you can place DRM on top of. Well, yeah. So now, essentially, anybody that makes anything for the iPhone literally needs to have a license from Microsoft as well. That's wanna, the other thing. They get this. So it's yeah, a money-making so. scheme for Apple. I mean, um, nobody can make apart from a case. Uh, you know, casing. There's no other accessory that you can actually build with. You know, yes. officially with without uh, their approval these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose it's affected a lot of people. So, um, yeah, maybe it is worth putting in the yeah. top stories of the year. Um, let me uh, let me just give it the show notes up here and have a look at uh, what I've chosen. I, th- I think uh, locally, the um, I mean, the SABC, sure, that's a, a massive story. But I think there's probably one that even trumps that. Uh, and that's the ICT policy white paper, um, mm. which, was, uh, which was announced, um, uh, when was it, October now, I think. Uh, very controversial. Um, minister has been going around. In fact, even this week, the minister Siabongo Tuele is saying that the policy is final. Um, I'm not sure having such an intransigent position is helpful. Mm. Um, but there's some ma- major problems with the policy, um, and uh, unfortunately, if it doesn't get changed, the whole thing's going to go to court. Um, and the, the trouble is that uh, this is going to affect the licensing of Spectrum. Um, ICAS is still pushing ahead with its plans to to do an auction despite the lawsuit from the minister um, which um, has temporarily put that on hold um, I believe Vikas is now uh, actually taking that whole thing on review uh, but yeah it's an unfortunate mess and um, I think that while the government may have it, you know, may have had its heart in the right place with this um, I think the impact on both the industry and consumers is going to be generally very negative um, so I, I think that really was the, the story of this year, and it's 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 very likely to be one of the big tech stories of 2017 as well. Um, hopefully not of 2018 and 19, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, we'll be watching that one quite carefully. And apart from those stories, the ICT white paper and the SABC saga, I thought the other one that deserved to make it onto our, onto my list of the top three um, in 2016 was the uh, the troubles that MTN has faced uh, in Nigeria in particular, uh, the fine up there. Um, now reduced to about a billion dollars, and yeah, I mean they've had a. It really has been, an, as I said this week on a piece on Tech Central, it's been an annus horribilis for for MTN, uh, and I think shareholders will be hoping that 2017 brings some um, better tidings. Uh, but those are my three: white paper, SABC, and MTN. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, there was plenty of international tech news happening this mm. year as well. Mm. Um, what, what did you choose as your top three 
uh, tech so stories. We, for we definitely agree on the one, uh, from what I can see. But uh, I, I, we could also not could have uh, could also not avoid the Galaxy Note Seven battery. Oh yes, uh, <laughs> issue battery gate. Mm. Um, battery gate. That's battery the name gate. for it. That's it's a nice uh, name. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, one product could do so much bad press for a company. You know, it's such an anticipated product and, mm. uh, and on all accounts, an exceptional product. Yes. But just uh, let down by manufacturing and perhaps arguably rushed uh, engineering. Yes. Um, trying to do too much. Uh, and we know Samsung is one of those companies that try and cater to everybody or every mm. tier of, of uh, the consumer, consumer mm. list. Um, sad, sad story in one way because you don't want to see a product like that fail. But, no. Um, yeah. What else it was a big issue. It was a big. It issue. was absolutely, and uh, Samsung wrote down billions as a result. Its share price took an absolute hammering, and um, it's going to be fascinating to see what they do with the Note Eight, which is going to come out next year, of course. And then the last thing that really stood out for me, apart from all the other things that this company has done, Tesla, yeah. but their solar roof. Oh yes. Announcement to me was something that I, I think will. Um, always stand out for about this yeah I thought yeah. Matt it really struck a chord with me the technology that they have developed that seems so obvious yes turn your roof tile into a solar solar power generator mm-hmm. or at least a solar tile um, obviously a- not available here in anytime soon and but very expensive very expensive but Somebody needs to make it. Pricing will drop. Mm-hmm. You know, once for they sure. open the license, potentially more people can make such a device. It's a game changer for sure. Potentially um, a game changer. And I can see. I can. It's the first time that I could see something, a technology like this, being implemented in my house. Mm. I can see the value in it. Mm. A, you know, even more so than putting a battery in with normal power generators. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, very cool tech, very cool tech. I, I just hope the prices come down because it's completely unaffordable at the moment. Oh, yes, oh, yes. And then on a side note, the last very exciting news story, at least for me, mm-hmm. is the imminent launch of Super Mario Run <laughs> on the iOS platform. I mean, let's not forget, this is the first time that Nintendo is making a game for any other platform um, beyond their own kind of hardware. They haven't really made any yes. other for any other platform at right. least. Um, one-handed Super Mario. I mean, what could be more fun? I'm really looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> we should go. get it in South One Africa of the top tomorrow. three international stories of the year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Super <Yes>. Mario. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, my, my picks this year, I won't uh, dwell on the Samsung one again, but that's my uh, n- number three pick. In number two place, I, um, I chose fake news. I, oh, I think yes. that's become such a big story, especially in the context of the U.S. election, mm. um, and, and particularly around Facebook. Um, you know, Facebook coming under for coming under intense criticism um, for allowing fake news to proliferate on its platform. I'm kind of divided on this issue. My logically, it, I, I feel that um, that why, why should you try and censor this stuff? Um, if people are stupid enough to believe it, then let them believe it. Uh, you know, and, and you start to crack down on this stuff, and where do you draw the line between fake news and satire? I yeah. mean, most of the... I mean, I think as some proposals I've seen, most of the onion would be banned. Um, and we certainly don't want to ban satire. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a difficult one. Um, I, I also see how it can have an impact. I mean, um, you, you don't want to... You know, it's, it's you know it's in bad taste if you report a story that someone's died, for example, and that starts to spread, and it can cause it can cause all sorts of um, yeah, issues yeah. for for the, for the family and that sort of thing. But the thing like spam is yeah. it's 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 a lot of times it's unavoidable in the fact that these URLs they could be made to look like a reputable news site, 
It's not. It's outright. You can see it's not satire, or it's it's not intended to be a joke. It's intended to cause yeah a stir. It's intended to cause some uproar somewhere, or, or shock and awe. Yes. So that's the kind of thing I, I think needs to be looked at. But I mean, yeah, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? And do you really want government deciding or regulator deciding what is publishable and what's not? And um, but uh, you know, for the same reason that this fake news articles rise to the top, there should be a system where they can be voted down as well, uh, Reddit style, or you know, so enough people. I guess if the group dictates what I think that's better, a better approach is self-moderation and certainly Facebook could do that they could say mm. well if 10 or more people or, or 100 more people I don't know what, the or how, what, what rule you specifically use but um, if a certain number of people report this as fake news then then don't put it on people's timelines exactly exactly I think there's, there's probably something there yes but I mean, I've read one or two stories this year, and I thought it was—I thought it was legitimate. And you know, upon further investigation, as soon as you click through the site, you can see it's mm. not. But you still mm. want to be giving these guys clicks, you know? You yeah. want to kind of yes. force them out of the system. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my number one pick this year is cybersecurity and hacking. Mm. Um, I, I think that was such a big story this year, particularly again in the context of the U.S. election. Mm. The, rum- the not rumors, the fact that uh, the, the Democratic Party was hacked by U.S. Agents working for the for the for the for the Russian government, um, suggestions that that the Russian government may in fact have, uh, have influenced the outcome of hmm. the election. Uh, there's been investigations into whether their voting systems, the electronic voting systems, were in fact hacked and compromised. Mm, um, um, there's no definite proof that that happened. I think Barack Obama, the U.S. president, has has um, suge- rubbished those suggestions. But um, there's no doubt that uh, there's there's an information war going on. And Russia is at the forefront of yeah. it, and um, I, th- I think we're probably just in the early stages of this, mm. this interstate um, warfare that's happening on the internet. It's not about soldiers anymore; it's about brains. Yeah. It's about the, the, the skills. Yeah. And and you and I both know that any of these things are technically possible. Yes. It is technically possible to hack those systems. Yeah. It's technically possible to change the outcome of an election. If they are that good, it probably won't be that obvious to see that they've done it. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a tricky one. Yeah. But very very interesting nonetheless. Indeed, indeed. Anyway, we need to go into a break. Um, I do realise that um, the that we've uh, jumped straight into in such excitement into our <laughs> edition that we've completely forgot to do our quiz. So um, I think we should do that before we yes, go to a break, and then we'll get to the answers at the end of the show. But uh, Rehot, you want to kick off with the questions? Sure. First question: Which US tech billionaire gave vocal support to Donald Trump's campaign to be president in 2016? Our second question, what is the final settlement that MTN and Nigerian authorities agreed to over the record-breaking fine imposed on the telecommunications operator for failing to disconnect more than 5 million SIM cards under that country's SIM card registration laws? The third question, the South African government released a white paper on ICT in 2016. What is the full name of this white paper? And our fourth question, this is a fun one, what are the top three, I beg your pardon, the top five selling phones of all time. Now, obviously, I don't expect you, we don't expect you to get all five correct, but maybe just get one of them correct and uh, you can take the point. And you won't believe who came out on top. <laughs> the fifth question. How many Galaxy Note 7 devices has Samsung had to recall this year? And that's a big number. It is indeed, both financially and uh, in pure <laughs> unit numbers. Anyway, um, we need to take a break. We'll be back after this. Hello world. Hello information. Hello uploads and downloads. Hello streaming videos and low latency. 
Hello blogs and vlogs. Hello crystal clear video calls. Hello increased productivity. Hello online learning. Hello cloud. Hello long lost friends and missed connections. Hello limitless possibilities and instant gratification. Say hello to premium high speed fiber from Vox Telecom. Pleasure guaranteed. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Chicken or beef? Chicken or beef? Chicken. There are so many companies offering fiber at the moment, but with Vox Telecom's premium high speed fiber, you'll be joining the Smile High Club. Duck or salmon, sir? We call it business class fiber. We guarantee our uptime and can tailor our services to suit your needs and budget. Say hello to business class fiber from Vox Telecom. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Well, Rechard, this is the segment I've been looking forward to. Our picks of the best smartphones of, uh, of 2016. Mm. In order, from number three to number one, what are your picks? All right, so my first choice, and, and this has been a very interesting device for me, and a little disclaimer, I did do some work for these guys earlier this year, but uh, not anymore. But the Cat S60 is a ruggedized phone, Android-based smartphone with a built-in flow camera. Now, I've had a lot of fun, not just with a built-in flow infrared camera. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and I pick it for two reasons. Obviously, I use it a lot when I go out and shoot as my rugged device, which is amazing. I mean, it, it, it doesn't break, it drops, it, it can do all those things. Yeah. It's, it's nice. But I've been doing some really interesting flow infrared photography with this thing. So as you know, and it's not something everybody can do. So it's been quite interesting to be able to take these photographs and share them online. Yeah, um, and still have a little bit of exclusivity on how you take infrared camera, uh, infrared photographs. You know, it's it's not a type of technology that's readily available yet. Yeah. But um, this is a semi-consumer device. Um, so yeah, I've enjoyed using that one. The second uh, second product on my list, and and this is just a a machine, is the Galaxy S7 Edge. Not only beautiful looking mm -hmm. with that curved screen, mm -hmm. um, but super fast, super snappy. And I played with it for about a week, and I absolutely loved it. Great. Also fun. works great with uh, the other, um, with the uh, the the headset, the Samsung headset. Yeah. Um, love that uh, VR technology. What's it? The um, the gear headset, gear VR. Mm -hmm. And then in number one, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> we must say, by the way, before you t t tell everyone what your number one choice is, is um, we, we've only picked phones that are available in the South African market. Yes, so yes. a Google Pixel for smartphone, for example, is not available here. So that's not eligible to be on our list. It has to be a product that was launched in South Africa in 2016. Yes, yes. So what is your number one? Well, it's the... Uh, no, no, no. It's the Apple iPhone 7. I thought, you know, as much criticism as I directed towards it with uh, the emission of its headphone um, jack, I still think it's a great device. Super sleek, super fast. Uh, I love the camera on that uh, device. Mm -hmm. um, and as, you know, even though I won't upgrade, I did upgrade to the 6S uh, earlier this year. Um, I can certainly see myself, you know, still being an Apple user you know, after this device. Right. Um, Again, I wouldn't upgrade. I didn't upgrade to it for a reason, but you know, as a standalone device, and, and if you have the right peripherals to go with it, the Apple iPhone Seven, in my opinion, is a superb, superb mm. device. Mm -hmm. Great, my pick. Um, in fact, there's only one that's the same as on your list. Uh, 
which is interesting. Hmm. And I think my number one pick is a bit controversial, but I, I genuinely <laughs> do believe it deserves to be hmm. the smartphone pick of the year. So number three place, uh, same as, as you had on your list, I've got the Samsung Galaxy S7 Edge. Hmm. Um, beautiful device, one of the best phones Samsung has ever made. Hmm. Uh, I do think the Note 7 would have been on the list of the best phones yes, of the year yes, if it hadn't exploded. If it hadn't exploded off the list. Could easily have been number one, actually. Yeah. Um, great phone. I only had a chance to play with it for 10 minutes, um, but what I saw of it, it, uh, it, it looked re- really, really good, and luckily it didn't burn my hand off. <laughs> um, but uh, in, my th- in third place, I placed the Samsung Galaxy S7 Edge. My number two choice is, um, is a, a, a newish brand. I, I could say they're new uh, under their current owner in, this, in the South African market in smartphones, and that's Lenovo's Moto Z. Or Moto Z, if you're American. Is that the one with all the attachments that you can it pop It is indeed, it? and I picked it because it's such an extensible phone. You can uh, you can mm. pop on a whole range of, of accessories, like a, a ten times a Hasselblad zoom camera, which is not cheap, by the way. I think it's mm. about four and a half thousand rand. Um, which is but still, it's an option. It's available. It it's, it's available. Nice photographs. You can uh, you can uh, add a JBL um, speaker to it, which produces fantastic sound. You can. Um, you can snap on a battery extender from a company called Incipio. It's, there's a whole range of these Moto mods available, and I'm, I'm play, picking the phones for, for two reasons. First of all, just because it's so you can it, it's so adaptable, you can do so many things with it. And apparently, you, you for the next they've promised that the the, the the next version of this phone, the Moto mods will be compatible. Hmm. Um, so there is you, you know if you invest big money in, in in all these add-ons, you at least know that your next phone upgrade. Um, if you if you decide you're going to buy a motor, uh, the follow-up to the Moto Z, at least you know the follow-up phone will also have mm. work with mm. the motor mods you've bought, which I think is very important. That is correct. Um, so that's that's my and of course the phone is fantastic. It's it's ultra thin, it's it's pretty powerful. Um, it's it's being upgraded to to uh, Android Android Nougat before the end of this year nice, apparently, nice. Uh, and um, it's 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 a great no, device. It's a super sexy phone. Mm. I just didn't have any hands on time with it, so yeah, yeah I mean, okay, yeah, probably would have chosen myself. Mm. Anyway, my uh, number one pick, as I said, is likely to be controversial, but I genuinely do think that this was the best phone, Android phone, and best phone overall, in fact, of this year. And that is the BlackBerry Priv. Yep, Ooh. I chose a BlackBerry Ooh. for number one. <laughs> what? Shock and awe. Uh, but uh, incredible device. It hasn't sold. Um, in the sort of volumes that BlackBerry was hoping for, I think in part because it was so expensive, and uh, I think the the bulk of the BlackBerry base in South Africa just can't afford it. I think the bulk of the BlackBerry base in South Africa are just moving on from feature phones. Mm. Uh, so, um, you know, I think it was pitched at the very high end of the market. Um, I think they were going after the U.S. market and not the emerging markets where where BlackBerry mm. has been so strong. But despite that, it was a fantastic device with with excellent security built into it. And a slide-out keyboard, um, BlackBerry keyboards. So right out of the early 2000s. Exactly, <laughs> but it was so fantastic. I mean, not everyone likes typing on these yeah, yeah. on on on-screen on displays, and it really, if if you're a black, particularly if you're a BlackBerry user and you're used to that keyboard and write at high speed, um, re- really good. And they, they, you can see they put a heck of a lot of thought into that into that phone. So many little nice features, um, and it's just a pity it doesn't sell in the sort of volume that. Uh, and, and I wouldn't recommend anyone getting one now with BlackBerry basically giving up on, on the smartphone business. Uh, you can buy them now. On, I was in Dion Wired of all places the other day, and I saw them on sale for around 7,000 Rand, just sure. over 7,000 Rand, down from the original 11 or 12,000 Rand. Um, so they're, uh, they're being deeply discounted now, presuming to get rid of stock. And uh, so if you, 
if you're not too worried about not getting updates from BlackBerry anymore, uh, then I'd go for it. I'd seriously have a look at that device because uh, it's my pick for the smart, best smartphone nice. of, of 2016. It was actually announced back in uh, November, I think it was, of last year, uh, if not earlier, um, but it only went on sale in South Africa in, in 2016, so it's still eligible for this list. So those are our smartphones of the year. Um, I guess we need to uh, talk about our uh, winner and loser of 2016. Mm. Uh, let's start Who's with the, the prize. Let's start with the loser because uh, it's obvious who it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just he just this is just pure out of the amount of number to number of times we've chosen him. In <laughs> exactly, he's been easily been our our pick of the week for um, five or six, or maybe even seven times this year for our loser <laughs> of the week. And he's 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 won the title. He gets the dunce cap. Uh, Claudi Mutsuneng is our loser of 2016. For I'm not going to rehash all the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, we could be here for a while. We we could be here for a while. But um, do you think we're going to see an end to this uh, now with the hearings? Um, oh yeah, and kind of everything coming out into the. I, open. I think the hearings. Um, unfortunately, the hearings go on until February, um, uh, and then the, the the parliamentary committee still needs to produce its report. But. Um, yeah, I don't see uh, I don't see uh, either Obed Mugove, the chairman, um, who delivered the most embarrassing testimony in Parliament this week, or Claudine Wutsuneng, um, who's protected by him. I, don't, I honestly don't see them in in their positions much beyond March yeah, next year. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, the court has ordered that Claudine Wutsuneng can't go to work. Um, he's not eligible to work at the SABC. So. Unless he appeals that, and you know, will he appeal it? If uh, you know, I guess he will appeal it if the if the SABC is going to pay for his appeal. <laughs> uh, I don't think he'll pay for his pay for it out of his own pocket. But what worries me is that he's going to appear, appear somewhere else. You know, okay, he can't work at the SABC. We all know that um, Jacob Zuma, or as Faith Mutambi, the communications minister, called him Ubaba. <laughs> uh, Ubaba loves Cloudy. <laughs> Um, so there's no there's, there's every reason to believe that if he doesn't stick around at the SABC that he might pick, pitch up at some other state-owned enterprise to wreak havoc oh my word or maybe he'll be appointed to Zuma's cabinet even worse <laughs> new minister of finance anyone <laughs> scary stuff minister of scary. communications um, I mean there were some suggestions from I think it was the ANC Youth League in KwaZulu Natal that he'd be made that he'd be nominated to the ANC's National Executive Committee oh, well um, so I don't think we've seen the last of uh, Mr. Motswaneng but he's uh, most certainly our loser of 2016 and our winner this year is um, an unlikely one since he's very quiet and behind the scenes mm. but he's having an outsized impact on South Africa's telecommunications industry and that is uh, Neil Skuman. Uh, the CEO of Vumatel. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I think um, Rechard actually suggested this as, as, the, as, our, uh, as our winner of the year, and I agree with him. Um, just because of the impact that Vumatel, the leader in the FTTH space in South Africa, is having um, on the telecommunications industry. Um, I, I just got my fiber in at home. Uh, went for a hundred megabits a second, yes. and it's it's amazing stuff. It's I mean, it's, how's it's, it been treating it's you? It's thrilling. <laughs> it's thrilling. It's uh, I, mean, I, I, I it, it only went in yesterday, but I've you know I've, I've been streaming Amazon Prime in in uh, Amazon Prime Video, which of course launched in South Africa this week. I've been streaming that at 1080p. Nice. Been watching tons of Showmax. Everything's uh, just better. And Google Earth, 
My oh, word, yeah. it's fantastic on a 100 megabit per second yes, connection. Yes. Um, interestingly, the local um, Google Earth uh, imagery loaded very quickly, which makes me think that they're uh, that they're hosting some of the content yeah. locally. Um, I went to San Francisco and it loaded quite slowly, so I think they may be hosting some of the South African or African continent content. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to do that. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, uh, pretty. Then put the whole thing locally if, if <laughs> that is the case, but. Um, uh, I was actually blown away. We just a bit of a, a, an aside here. I was on Google Earth last night playing around with it. And have you seen how how, how many 3D buildings have gone up in, in Google Earth lately? I don't know how they do it. I think they must be using aerial photography of some mm, kind, mm. low-flying low planes and using LiDAR or something like that. But um, they, they're getting the most incredible images of not just skyscrapers in downtown Joburg, but of houses in every suburb oh, really? in 3D. No, I haven't. I must go and check it out. Yeah, I mean, I'll, show, I'll show it to you uh, this, after the show. It's pretty amazing. Uh, so that, that that is an incredible experience, but um, but we were told we're having a, a, a huge impact. Um, I, I've, I suspect that some one of the big telcos is going to buy them at some point yeah. for a yeah. huge amount of money. Um, but I, I'm, I'm also sure they're not in any hurry to sell. Uh, you know, they're, they're building out their footprint. Uh, Niels Kuman said recently, uh, I think a month or two back, that uh, they will have completed the rollout of the northern suburbs of Joburg by around this time next year. Wow. Um, if you look at the, how the map is expanding rapidly, uh, it, it's, it's incredible. So they're doing the whole of Santon, Randburg, uh, yes. many of the areas beyond the... It's like completing that puzzle piece. Yeah, exactly. Um, I see they've, um, they, they, they're looking at uh, Bedford View area now, so they're sure. moving east. Uh, interestingly, they haven't touched Pretoria. They're focusing exclusively on Johannesburg. And they've got a couple of developments in, in Cape Town, but it's still quite limited down mm. there. But Joburg is clearly their, their immediate focus, um, which I guess leaves space for the likes of OpenServe, uh, which is part of Telcom, of course, and, and other smaller players to mm. target some mm. of the other areas. Um, certainly they haven't got the whole of Cape Town. Pretoria is wide open, mm. uh, and OpenServe is, is deploying a lot of fiber in Pretoria. Um, but Joburg is being sewn up at an incredible rate by by Fumatel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also the way in which they did it that that really made me think of them and the company as, I think, a showcase in in how you deploy. I mean, coming from a base like Talcom, I, you know, yeah. it, it wasn't a very high jump to kind of really trump them. But yeah, yeah well, I remember when I, when it was installed in my neighbourhood, you know, the speed and efficiency at which they did it, they fix the driveways you know they were in communication they were always available when yeah. needed to yeah um, yeah I mean they had the I've had a great experience with them as well they're mm -hmm. contractors I mean they work through contractors but the contractors have been absolutely efficient and communicative and friendly and I think the contractors have been managed correctly too and yeah. briefed correctly it's yes. not, not just being given a task and, and yes. run wild with it yes and and uh, they're, they're, when they roll out an area they've got an area supervisor who keeps you updated with a, a weekly email he's yeah. available okay. he gives you a cell phone number call me anytime exactly. uh, you phone him and he'll send you an update on what's happening etc etc so you kept, yeah, kept informed yeah. through, throughout the process and I must say I, I live in a security complex and uh, uh, they the, the team that, that trenched Fiber 3 here they were on site for a long time I think it was about 6 to 8 weeks um, but they, they did a fantastic job of reinstating the civils um, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't even look like they came through here apart from the little plastic boxes on the ground yeah so yeah, that's our uh, that's our winner of the year Vumatel CEO Neil Skuman well done Neil um, I should mention at this point that we also ran our newsmakers, ICT newsmakers of the year um, on Tech Central this week. We're going to have a look at um, our picks there. In fifth position, Brett and Mark Levy, uh, the co-CEOs of Blue Label Telecoms for 
Um, their planned 45% acquisition of Cell C for five and a half billion rand. Mm. In fourth position, we put we placed um, telecom CEO Sipo Maseko, and I think it was on the back of the strong results, uh, interim results that they announced a few weeks back, um, which really showed the organisation has has turned the corner. Um, especially on the mobile side, they're still facing challenges, fixed lines in decline, a serious challenge in the fiber market from Vumatel and others. Um, but um, Sipo Maseko inherited a mess at Telcom and he's really put the platform in place uh, to, to grow now. Um, the aggressive free me plans that were announced mm. earlier this year, more aggressive plans to come. Um, I think that, uh, that Sipo Maseko has put Telcom on a much stronger footing uh, than it was a few years ago. And um, and th- so he's made our newsmakers list at number four. Um, I must say, newsmakers isn't just for people doing good things. It's just because they 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 were newsworthy yeah, events yeah. that they were involved in. In the third third place, we have Petumantlek or the group uh, interim executive chairman of MTN, who stepped in late last year um, to um, try and rescue the situation in Nigeria and. Uh, um, MTN was undoubtedly uh, one of the, the big ICT news stories in South Africa this year, and for that reason, he's made it to number three on our list. In second place, and he would have made it to number one in place if it hadn't been for the obvious choice for number one newsmaker, <laughs> and that's the former acting director general of the Department of Telecommunications and Postal Services, Joe Mjuaha. Uh, who led the development of the ICT policy white paper. Um, there's some fantastic stuff in the white paper, mm. by the way. It's not all bad. Um, th- you know, the rapid deployment guidelines to help c- companies roll out infrastructure more rapidly is very good. And there's lots of other areas in there uh, that I think uh, the industry will welcome. But um, unfortunately, also, uh, the idea of this wholesale open access network and um, giving it access to all future spectrum and possibly even nationalizing existing spe- spectrum allocations is not the right thing to do. And... Uh, uh, the, the the white paper is going to need surgery before um, becoming becoming law, and it is deeply worrying that government seems to have dug in and said that the that the policy is final and is not negotiable in any way, which I think is the wrong approach. And our uh, our uh, newsmaker of the year is also our loser of the year. <laughs> That's uh, the one and only Claudi Motsoning, um, and we won't uh, we won't rehash. Uh, what we've already said about him but uh, those are our newsmakers of 2016 more detail on uh, why we chose them on the website at the moment go and have a look at go and have a look at that um we're not going to do picks this week uh, we decided to leave that uh, uh for this show the special edition of talk central we'll be back with our apple product pick of, of the week from our mm-hmm. first show uh, in 2017 january 2017 um but uh, yeah, I think that's our show. Apart from the quiz results, which we'll get to in the moment. Um, but yeah, thanks uh, to our listeners for uh, tuning in this year. We've seen incredible growth on this podcast this year, um, uh, over last year, uh, especially in the last three or four months, uh, which suggests that the format is working. We've got big plans for the show next year. Uh, we won't reveal it all just yet, but um, look out for those. And um, yeah, before we sign off, let's do those. Uh, let's do those quiz results, results uh, which we almost the questions of which we almost forgot to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me kick off with the first one. Which U.S. tech billionaire gave vocal support to Donald Trump's campaign to be president in 2016? And that was, of course, Peter Thiel. The second question: What is the final settlement that MTN and Nigerian authorities agreed to over the record-breaking fine imposed on a telecommunications operator for failing to disconnect more than five million SIM cards? under SIM card registration laws. The answer, a whopping $1 billion. A billion bucks in real money. 
Real monopoly money. <laughs> Third question. The South African government released a white paper on ICT in 2016. What is the full name of the white paper? And that is, of course, the National Integrated ICT Policy White Paper. The fourth question. What are the top, what are the top five selling phones of all time? Now, this is pretty cool. The source of this is the Telegraph. Yeah. Uh, they've done the research on this. Um, and uh, we'll start at number five and work our way to number one. So, number five. The Nokia 5230. Can you believe it? In fourth place, we have the Nokia 1200. The third place, Nokia 3210. Oh, I love that phone. Jeez, all Nokia so far. Yeah. In second place, hmm, Nokia. Triple one zero. Jeez. I mean, these records were set quite a while ago. Yeah, these right? are all feature it's phones. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and in number one position, the Nokia 1100. So crazy. every one of the top five top-selling cell phones of all time is a Nokia. And it's amazing they, to think that they haven't that they're, they're not around anymore. Yeah, yeah, that is. And again, it just shows you a few bad decisions in any yeah. company. I mean, we've got yeah. got a few to pick from in this category, but yes. it could completely uh, cripple, break a company. Yeah, indeed, indeed. In fact, in the Telegraph's list, there is only one non-Nokia phone in the top ten, and it comes in at number ten. And it's the Motorola Razr V3. Oh, also a groundbreaking phone. It was a groundbreaking phone, phone, but that's the only non-Nokia phone in the top 10, and it is in 10th place. And also not not really around in any official, well, Motorola isn't the same company it was. No, it isn't. It's now owned by Lenovo. Um, I think at the time of the Razr, it was being led by uh, Ed Zander, Mm. if I'm not mistaken, the um, ex-chief operating officer of Sun Microsystems and right-hand man to Scott McNeely. Sure. Um, He did an amazing job there. Uh, I wonder what happened to Ed Zander. I met him once at Mobile World Congress. Hell of a nice guy. Um, but fascinating, uh, fascinating list, actually. So it's, uh, again, from fifth to first place, it's, these are all Nokia's. The 5230, the 1200, the 3210. I remember that one quite clearly. Yeah. The 1110, or the 1110, which I'm not sure how they pronounce that. And then the Nokia 1100 in first place. And our last question this week was, how many Galaxy Note 7 devices has Samsung had to recall and the answer to that question is it's already collected or recalled 2.7 million of 3.06 million sold. So there are about 300,000 phones out there that haven't been recalled. And I was just saying to Rachel before the show, if I had had one of these Note 7 devices, I wouldn't send it back. I'd keep mm, it as a mm. memento. A souvenir. I'm sure they'll pop up on uh, eBay. But I also believe that they're illegal to be sold. Oh, really? Buy, well, Maybe illegal, in but they, yeah, it's, you can't uh, buy and sell them. Interesting, interesting. But, uh, yeah, um, if you do have one just don't switch it on because apparently there's an update that gets forced over there to <laughs> prick this thing well you also don't want to switch it on because it might explode oh, that's so, also true yeah, I mean. you might burn your house down. <laughs> sure anyway <coughs> that's our show uh, if you're going on holiday please drive safely we want you as our listeners next year as well um, as always if you've got any feedback on the show um, please drop us a mail info at techcentral.co.za is our email address until 2017, have a fantastic holiday from Rachel and myself. Cheers. Ciao, ciao.